Now entering Nerdist.com. Jackie Cash and Laurie Kilmartin. Jackie Cash and Laurie Kilmartin. It's the Jackie and Laurie Show. The Jackie and Laurie Show. It's the Jackie and Laurie Show. The Jackie and Laurie Show. <laughs> Sorry, I already said the welcome. You turn that mic on when I tell you to next time. <laughs> oh. I'm turning. You I don't into think you dominatrix. know, Kyle. Uh, Kyle, uh, <laughs> Lori Kilmartin is a she's a headliner. <laughs> <laughs> you know who else didn't know? The guy downstairs we met last night. Oh my! Okay, so first, this is first, the first third episode. Hi. Jackie Hello. and Lori show. Yeah, I'm okay. Jackie Cation. That's Lori Kilmartin. Correct. We do stand up comedy and have for about seven thousand years cumulatively. And so yeah. we walk downstairs for here at the meltdown. This is our Nerdist. third podcast in two days, right? Because so, we're just loading up because Jackie has a ton of road work. Yeah, I got. I'm going to Canada for two weeks, and uh, with the next our next one, I will have been in Canada for two weeks. Yeah, hopefully I will have survived. Yeah. So, so, um, so, uh, so yesterday we do two in a row, and then we we sort of trudge downstairs. <laughs> And pad, we pad. run into a guy, just a uh, just the shiniest freaking music mogul dude in the I world. I would describe him as homeless looking. He was, he was, but he had that sort of that that expectation of, hey, you know, I discover people, right? Yeah. And he had that business, and he actually said that at one point. But he, you, I acted poorly. I will I will admit that I acted poorly when we met this gentleman because yeah, I went was right tired. To it. But you started it. I will say this is that oh I don't my, I don't think she's that we should turning on me. I don't think that we should I we may not we shouldn't necessarily be each other's wingman because <laughs> it encouraged me because he you tried to be nice because he said, "Do you something like do you ladies do stand up comedy or do you guys?" I forget what he said. I don't know. I I don't remember exactly what it was, uh but I remember what I remember is um, him describing this room that he runs. Because first of all, you and I are like our little ears go up spots. Right, right, right. And then um, he runs a room with with uh, a guy named Tommy from the comedy yeah, store. Yeah, we're like, oh, the guy who never booked us at the comedy store who was fired. That was so the that first guy. thing. The first thing you said so was when, when he said, he said, "Wait, that guy never booked me," and I was like, yeah. "Oh, the new guy doesn't book me." <laughs> so, uh, and so he we doesn't were, book me either. <laughs> and uh, comedy store, comedy store, doot, but, doot, doot. but then, uh, but then he's he misses all of our cues, right? That way. we don't want to talk. about. Yeah, and that yeah. So he keeps going, barreling. You know, I admire that sort of obsessive uh, uh, inability to to understand <laughs> that no one gives a shit about what you're saying. Right. You know? He's just he's got his pitch. Yeah, and that's what it was. He said, you know, I was in the music industry for 30 years, and you know, I I just I discover people, and you know, this guy does comedy, and I do music, and I I can I can produce, and so we're doing co- what what do they call it? Comedy comedy feedback. That's it. Oh, Jesus H. Christ. Feedback. First of all, and you're getting feedback from the guy at the com- who used to work at the comedy store and who got, got fired. fired. Yeah. And then the other guy like you're getting we, feedback from uh, we, is, is Charlie Brown, this yes. round-headed uh, crazy dude. We uh, should go. And and not only that, but every listener of this show should flood. We should comedy, go to Comedy uh, Feedback and, and then and post our feedback online. <laughs> well, he didn't enjoy our feedback, I'll tell you that. Because here was the... Uh, he said, so the greatest thing about it is that it'll be like an open mic, and then you'll get feedback from, like, industry types. And then, Lori Kilmartin, you said... I, And you tried to say it as nicely as possible. Yeah. You said, well, you should probably know that we've both been doing it almost... 30 year long time we've been doing it almost 30 years yeah and i was like feedback 
And I just, I literally, I just sort of lost. I was like, did you say, I don't want feedback. And then I mimed uh, cocking a gun and shooting myself in the mouth. But he didn't pick up on that. At all. No. Which was weird. I still invited you. I tried to do it subtly. uh, So maybe it was so subtle. That the guy, the guy had like the greatest self-absorption cape on it's, ever. It was a, admirable, and again, the, when people like that, I'm like, if I if I had like one ounce Ten. of that, I would be a superstar, you know? Right, right. It was cojones I, the I, size I, I of could, Gibraltar. I, I really couldn't think of anyone I'd I'd care less about their feedback than those two. <laughs> What they thought of no. my act? Yeah, that those two guys. I oh sw- my god! We were just talking about um, waitresses at, at comedy clubs starting a podcast. Yeah, waitresses, waiters, wait staff at comedy clubs. Their feedback, which I also don't want to hear, I would take with, with a better grain of salt. I don't really want to hear I anybody's wanna, feedback. I want. I would rather hear from it the audience after the show, <laughs> who doesn't usually like female comedians but likes me. I would rather talk to that lady or man for an hour and a half than hear Tommy fired I, from the comedy store tell me about my act. Have you? Are are there different ways that you respond to that? Usually, I don't like women comics, but you're really funny. Um, How do you respond? I uh, I don't I I. I I stop them. I <laughs> correct. I, I'll, I'll point to the other female comics that are you know coming to the club. Ah, you know, sure. Um, yeah, I don't hear it that much anymore though. But but it, I'm not doing a ton of road work, so right. I'm not it's, like well, I, in I, LA. I'm I've been like hearing the it less in the last couple of co- yeah. couple of years. I've heard a lot less of it. But which, yeah, culture's changing. The audience is changing. The audience is getting more female, and the uh, and. The uh, comics are getting right. Well, they're they're either are they are or they aren't female. They're not getting more female, but the lineups are getting more female. I did uncabaret last night. Totally just popped in, did some hanging out, oh. strung arm my way on a little bit, just hanging out. And then one of the comics didn't show up, and Beth Lapidus said, "Hey, do you want to do a set?" And I was like, "Yeah, yeah." It turns out I do. Smart. <laughs> and uh, and then I got to go up, and uh, and then the guy who was late um, showed up, and I go. Hmm, maybe I won't get to. And I said, it's it's cool. I don't have to go up to be a good, you know, he yeah. showed up for a set. Yeah. And she said, well, you could maybe both go up. And I said, I'll do, I'll do a short set. I'll just do five and oh, get, yeah, get out of the way. Time is better time. Well, and she goes, no, no, you do the set. I'm going to cut him. And I was like, what? <laughs> what just happened? And so I did all the jokes. I did all the new jokes I'm working that's on. That's cool. You know what? Is, is, that's a, the worst thing about, like, you went there and you have to pretend that you want to watch other people perform. <laughs> but it was Guy Branham and Aaron Foley. Okay. And Ian Harvey. All right. It's easier it when was, it's people you like. Yeah. You still don't want. Right, I still right. want to go up. I yeah. still desperately, like, desperately want to go on stage. I remember, like, when you're <laughs> first you're starting in stand-up, like, you just have to hang out. It's just it's, so much hanging. If And and maybe the first couple of years it's exciting because you're like, stand-up, and you just want to eat it and shove it in your ears and your eyes and your face. Right, and you just want to hang out with comics all the time and, and riff yeah. and hang out and, and I riff re- and hang out. When I and drink. moved to New York, I, didn't, I wasn't a drinker, but when I moved to New York, I felt like I'd already done that, and uh, and, and I had to start oh, over. Right. And I, yes. I was like barking, and, uh, you know, for, oh, for sets. And, at, in, and I had already been on that? Lifetime's uh, Girls' Night Out, so I had a TV credit. <laughs> And they right. still and made I you bark still in barking. Times Square for sex. Not in Times Square in uh, Christopher on Christopher Street. Oh, it was uh, still horrible. Yeah, it's it, uh that is it's dehumanizing. It is dehumanizing. Yeah. but you got stage time. Yeah, I did. That is unfortunate. At, on, on this bar that in this bar that uh, Randy Credico, who um, is a political comic, um, okay, uh, used to run. And okay, it was awesome. Well, it's always the thing. Whenever you move to a new city or anything, you have to hang out. 
Nobody yeah, knows who you are. Yeah. It doesn't matter if you're the biggest fucking deal in San Francisco. It mm-hmm. doesn't matter if you're the biggest deal in Minneapolis. It doesn't matter if you're the biggest deal in Portland or Austin. They, there's 10,000 comics Although, in Los Angeles or right. New York. Although I will say people know more about other comedians in other cities just because of social media. Like Before it was like there would be whole scenes going up in cities and you had no idea who the you, comedians right, were or what right. the Right, And then was. they had to show up. Yeah. But I, I, I always warn like the new comics from Minneapolis when they come. I'm like... You're gonna. Ha- you have an advantage. They, are they told to look you up? Yeah, as, as they, they are. As they, as they pull out of St. Paul, go, they go right to Jackie Cation's house. They're just like, "Hey, Jackie," and I, I, I love Acme so much, and it's mm-hmm. my home club mm-hmm. that uh, that I do. You know, and and when people come to Los Angeles, when I came to Los Angeles, there was a comic who, uh, Joni Marchenko, did you ever get to meet her? Yeah. She's an executive producer of Will and Grace. She's, uh, wow. yeah, she's like a big. I did meet her. It's, uh, she got me, she, she said, when I moved to Los Angeles, she said, I do everybody one favor if I like them, Jackie, and that's <laughs> it. And I was like, okay, what, what are you doing? She's like, you're going to be on Murphy Brown. And I was like, what? Really? Yeah. So she, I was an airport cop on Murphy Brown. Oh my and she God. got me my SAG card. That's amazing. It was a hell of a favor. Are you up to date on your dues? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Well, it's SAG after now. I know. I'm way oh, behind. And plus, I was on Marin and on Lady Dynamite this year. That's I did great. two acting things. That's cool. Two act- and guess what? I played a podcaster and a comedian. <laughs> so Lori Kilmartin and I have range. A lot of people really don't know do. that about me. You really do. They don't know about my acting range. When I when I went to New York, um, when I. I went after I had done New Faces in Montreal. Oh, yeah. And gotten. Did you get to do New Faces? When did you get to do it? In the 90s? 98. I did it in 98. I did it in 2005 or 6. It was dead in 98. It was. You know who killed it? Who? Chicken, who later killed himself. Did Chicken kill himself? Yeah, he hung himself. I I, I never met him. But I, I he was did an Atlanta see, comic, wasn't he? That fucked the the stool. He, yeah, I had sex with a stool. That was his closing piece. Well, it's always it's good writing. Thank <laughs> God, he, thank God, he. I'm glad he trademarked it, and it, maybe it died with him. Hey, too soon, too soon. <laughs> no, it's, I think uh, it's plenty of time. <laughs> um, but uh, so I go to New York, and I, I never s- met him, but it was crazy. Yeah, okay, I anyway. never met him either. But he was like the big story. He got a like yeah. two hundred fifty thousand dollar development deal, and it went nowhere. Right. And all of a sudden, he was untouchable, which yeah. I'm sure led to him being all depressed life. and. Um, but uh, isn't Oof. it weird how it's like there's much less there's a lot less sympathy if someone's a hack and they kill themselves <laughs> like if it's, someone's an alternative comic I'm like that is a fucking tragedy <laughs> or someone's really funny they were super unique awful we're not yeah. gonna get that voice but again if, you guys if they hump a chair you're like <laughs> you're like mm, oh well he's right. just who 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 took his weeks. And uh, <laughs> that is not my joke. That is a stock joke, my friends. Is it's a, it? Yeah, it's I a stock joke. It. Who took his? Whenever a comic dies, everybody is like, you, "Who took his weeks?" Wait, you know so many comics that have died that you actually have a stock joke about it. It's not my you stock are the joke. Grim Reaper. <laughs> there's a lot. I don't want to know you. <laughs> and uh, well, there's the there's that one, and then there, anyway, so there's okay. a bunch of them. There's a bunch of stocks. So I stayed with uh, Ray James. Uh, okay, you know Ray James. He's no. this, uh, he's a comic out of San Francisco, and he's he's a writer now. And uh, he he was uh, he had a he had a an he was very influential when I started out for me because he he was sort of like a he was obsessed with Bill Hicks. Okay, and, but then Ray would take it a different way where he would just want to walk the room, and I was like, Oh, oh my god! Like I love that is kind of amazing. I love watching somebody decide to walk a room. I've. I love hearing about someone deciding to I walk know. a room. It's I can't stand watching every it. instinct. Every instinct. I, I do. You, what did he? 
Are there great stories about him walking through? I have, I have a Doug Stanhope one. I no, I'm sure it's nothing Stanhopean, but but it was just it was it was, it was just, just every like, night. It was like, oh my, because I was like <laughs> such a good girl and such a you know oh, oh I live with my parents. I, all, you know, all my setups yeah. were like that. My, my right. joke sounded like that voice. Wow, wow. wow. dumb like yourself a little, down a little, Kilmart. Like That's puppy. not you're so funny. But no, yeah. I was just like naive yeah. and right. I hadn't lived. You much. were super young. Yes, yeah. and and uh, I was living in my head. You yeah, know, I was addicted to fantasy. So to watch somebody actually to choose actually, to take their life in their own hands and then shit on it, yes, is or, kind just, of powerful. Or just to intentionally cause discomfort, <laughs> which uh, was uh, astonishing. And so, um, so I, so uh, Ray went out to New York, and he was one of the early guys on The Daily Show with Craig oh Kilborn wow, okay, and Jim Earl and and Steve Rosenfeld. And I stayed a little bit with Ray in this giant apartment he shared with this other woman. In uh, Williamsburg, oh wow! And it would now be—I I can't imagine one how many millions million of dollars. dollars. Yeah. Yes, um, and uh, and it's owned by someone who has a thousand-dollar pram. <laughs> anyway, go ahead. <laughs> and then uh, I stayed on uh, Jim and Jim and um, Jim and Steve had a two-bedroom, a very tiny two-bedroom apartment on the Upper East Side. And I remember this because there was the Upper East Side rapist was on the loose, and his picture wow. was all over the place. Um, but uh, in between their two bedrooms was a tiny kitchen and a floor, and I slept on the floor. Okay. And I just went around New York City. I was like, "Oh my god, I got to live here. I, this is like, this is." It. And that's this is how you moved do. there. Yeah, that's how I moved. That's what I tried made to, me move to move there in '89. I tried to move to Los Angeles, and mm-hmm. I had a friend of mine who had just moved there, newlyweds, and they lived in Weehawken, right above the tunnel. Who were comedians? Yeah. Who? Uh, not comedians. Sorry, just friends okay. of mine from college. But they had three months married. They did not. They were so poor they didn't have a door on their wall on, in, in their on their room, and uh, they, they had a. They had a front door, but they, no doors yeah, inside. Right, all the it was a one bedroom, and it was a railroad kind of situation. Uh, yeah, yeah. And um, and I slept on their couch, but they didn't have a door on their room, and so I would have to go take walks while they did it, because uh, they were <laughs> newly married and they had gone to separate sure. colleges, and everyone sure. was twelve. So, um, but then, so I try. I they let me live with them, and then I got a day job in New York in 1989. At, in New York, in New York, and I tried to do stand up in New York in '89, and um. It was uh, there was there was no barking. It was pre-barking. Do you ever wish you'd stayed there? Nope, not ever. Because mm. uh, what I did was I uh, I was like I had that the worst job in the world at mm-hmm. Chubb Life with the worst name oh, in the world. Right. That's right. It was the insurance company. Right. But then so then I I bailed. I told Chubb Life that my mom had died of cancer. Right. You said yeah. that on the podcast already. Oh, that's right. That's I why think, you know what it was an early reacting. one that's in the vault. What? No, 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 no. We oh, did do you think that. it's an yeah. aired one? Yeah, because I said something about 9-11. Guy Branham uh, emailed me about that. Let me know. Yeah. Anyway, so, uh, but yeah. So, but the thing is, is is now when I go, for, mm-hmm. for years when I go, I would stay with my friend on the Upper West Side who had a beautiful one-bedroom apartment, and I could stay. She had a, a fold-out couch. and a be- It was huge, a huge one-bedroom apartment on the Upper West Side. Mm. And now she has a boyfriend who I can't stay with uh, her anymore. So it always costs me money now. The boyfriend's always on the couch. The boyfriend is on the couch. On, they're on the rocks. Right, they're they on the rocks. They can't break up because they, they live break in up. New York City. And they have two dogs and a cat. Um, yeah. Well, it's a fascinating story. I won't tell it again. I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no. Twice, two two times hearing about your insurance job is... Uh, it's plenty. Yeah. Yeah. I I don't begrudge you that. Are you kidding? Pardo would eviscerate me. Uh, he'd be like, are you still talking? What's going on? So, uh, yeah. Um, so, uh, 
yeah, we're, we, we're, we're doing these so many of these in a row right now. I feel like we might end up doing, doing some history about ourselves because I don't know. There aren't some there aren't like crazy news events that have happened in the last 12 hours. In the last 12 hours, I did. Uh, I've done two sets. How many mm-hmm. sets have you done? I did one at um, I went to Venice. Um, there was a, oh, that's right. a show at the uh, someplace called the Electric Lodge. I'd never been to. They have a theater in the back. And it was the audience was about 20, 20 um, beautiful people. Oh, that's like, so great! It's right off Abbott Kinney. Well, Aww. you know what? I started because one of them, I I did a joke, and then they're like they're full out models in the front row, <laughs> dressed as models. Oh, oh yeah, all like right. wearing like heel uh, like boots with five inch heels, and they were like intricate boots with like crazy and ribbing out, and like stuff crazy? like that. Yeah, yeah. So uh, so I did a joke, and somebody. S- kind of said it out loud to herself like she repeated the whole punchline and I go you know what you you guys are really beautiful and you don't have to get all the jokes and it's okay and if you want me to explain it to you I will because that's not your job like I'm doing my job my job is to be funny and your job is to be beautiful and I, I, did that go over yeah. pretty well yes it did oh good of course because they all know that they're really really why beautiful. would they get mad why would you ever get mad when you're that attractive <laughs> like go ahead and make fun of me fat old lady go ahead <laughs> Like they they win whatever whatever uh, competition I want in or they win, so um, it was fun and I had brought my I brought my son with me because because oh, uh, you had him. I met him here yeah when, when his dad dropped him off and uh, uh, he hung out in the back and played a computer game while I was on stage and then did you just do your set and get yeah I did my set and did I'm, you get to see anybody else or not really no I didn't no. yeah uh, so I got on cab and right before the show starts seventeen. A very young, somewhere between 20 and 23, yeah, possibly 20 and 21, like super tight age group. And they belong to a group called California Consciousness. And there's 17 of them. And they had just had dinner at First and Hope, I can which tell is called by something your else. tone of voice you don't approve. Well, they were out of their damn minds, first of all. And they were fucking chatty magoos. But they t- were chatty, chatty fucking magoos right. during the show. That's constantly shitty. like Bethel Petus was up and they were started talking to her and that was fine because she was talking to them and mm-hmm. they were essentially having a who's who knows more about yoga and meditation off and uh, Bethel Petus won because uh, she would <laughs> and so because uh, she is our age and knows more about meditation than a 12 year old so um, and then Aaron Foley goes up trying to do her act and the conscious kids <laughs> talking to her well they're being in the present moment they are and very the present much moment <laughs> is telling them to talk <laughs> what did Aaron you, said, Aaron you guys said are doing something. your pre-planned life while these guys were living in it Aaron was talking about she said you know when you said consciousness I was thinking and because Beth had said something about the definition of consciousness and Aaron goes uh being alert is that isn't it being just being awake isn't that and so they just started interjecting and then Beth you know she'll talk from the back yeah and Aaron was like no, I'm not going to get any punchlines out here. And uh, but she did, you know, she did very well. And then Guy Branham got up, and it was very funny. And cool. it was, uh, yeah. So I got to watch most of the show. I didn't get, to, I didn't stay for the band because I wanted to get out. Of course, uh, it's hard to stay. Uh, for sorry, the, band. I want to stay for the band, but it's hard to. You don't. You don't want to. It's not just me. It's you not wi- just me. You wish you wanted to stay for. the Yes, band. I wish I were willing to be willing to stay for the band. I wish I, I, am, I wanted to participate in so many other parts of life, but I really <laughs> don't care. I, I just want to go. I home. don't mind the house band uh i had already seen some music the yeah. house band played there was a drum there was a keyboard oh that's right it, it yeah. had already happened so it was enough music for me i had to go sit in my car and listen to hamilton it was fine <laughs> i got a te- i got a text and um i don't know uh you said hamilton and i immediately stopped thinking that's well that's it you got to keep um. going 
<laughs> I'm like, I gotta change the topic. You, here's what I you can't don't take here's, Hamilton. Here's I got a Hamilton and Hedwig on shuffle in my on my iPod in my car. I I never want to drive with you. <laughs> I wouldn't have it on in the car. I don't I don't even want to be in the car with your shuffle. Do you want to see my phone? No. Or you'll never want to see my phone. I don't because that because you'll say to yourself, Oh my God, that's what's on that phone. Yeah, Hamilton and Hedwig. Keep it away from me. <laughs> okay, the tell two me your H's. story. Yes. Oh, so I got it. This has happened numerous times where I get a text from somebody I don't know, but they're offering me a spot. Yes. And so yes. I say yes to the spot. Um, and then hopefully I find out through a series of Facebook posts or tweets who is actually running the show. I would like to applaud that and then uh, realize that it's too loud for a podcast. Uh, but whatever. <laughs> that's fu- that is exactly. Yeah. But what I always do is I just for me to ask because I I've had a couple conversations with this person without knowing who they are. (laughs) You're like, yes, I want to go up. Uh, I don't have enough information. What I always do is I I do two things. I say, you got to email me so that I so that I can check my book. Yes. And then I give them my email address. And then and then I also say a new phone. Who is this? No, you can't do that. Everyone's on to that. It is a new phone. And I don't know who you No are. one will believe you. They'll, they'll think you're being an asshole. You can't. I am kind of an asshole. I, but I'm not being an trying, asshole. I think we're case. trying to hide it. <laughs> right. I spend a good portion of my time. A lot trying of people, to hide that you're an asshole. Yes. Trying to hide really, the jackassery. It does take a lot of energy. It, it, it's a fair amount of energy um, to show that I, I, I just get impatient. But it's not. it doesn't have anything to do with them. I mean, it is a new phone. I don't know who you are. And, uh, but I, but I no must one, have I'm given you my no phone I'm you no one believes you. People should believe believe me. I don't know. I I have a phone that has hundreds of phone you're, numbers you're, in it, and some you're of it doesn't. An admitted asshole, <laughs> and now you're asking us to think you're not doing that asshole thing on purpose, right? And then I just did uh, Kyle's um, open mic uh, here at oh, cool. uh, Nerd Melt before the show because yeah. I got here half an hour early. So how did the comedians feel about your jokes? Nothing. Dead <laughs> silence. A lot of dead stares. Thinking. <laughs> Is she do? Is she doing three minutes? I could have done three minutes. Why she get to no, do three minutes? What they're saying is, they're saying is this woman who gets spots every single night of the week actually at our open mic? Right yes, now, that's the other thing. Three that minutes is, of time, exactly. And now I'm yeah. forced to sit through her, and uh, I've already politely sat through the other seventeen people. Yeah, yes, it's true. Uh, and I knew going up that it wasn't going to, but I had to say it out you, loud. You stole three minutes from someone who drove here from uh, Oklahoma. Right. How hey. do you feel about yourself? I feel pretty good about myself because I had to say my jokes out loud. <laughs> and, uh, and I deserve, anyway. I so. know you do. you got to take your time. When you need, you know, you got to do yeah. it. I get it. So speaking of Oklahoma, yes, we could do our uh, comic uh, plug of the yeah. Plug of the week. She's Armenian. Who I I know her from Oklahoma. I got to meet her in Oklahoma like three years ago, and her name is Leah Kayajani. And I I always it's she is the greatest Armenian name. I in call the world. her Leah K. Leah K. Do you call? <laughs> yeah. How would you pronounce her last name? Kayajanian. There we go. She's we very got, funny. She's really funny, Leah yeah. Kayajanian. And uh, what I would recommend really is, good joke writer. Yes, and it's it's yeah, it's really it's super fun. And but, I think she she won a roast battle, right? She won the tournament. Tournament. Oh, of she was the tournament so of champions. A, she's over a motherfucker, is what she is. Yeah, yeah. So she's a she's, she's a ruthless. Power to she's be. not afraid to go after your hairline, your skin. She can bring it. Yeah. And her website is leahkajanian.com, and her bio is comedian, writer, your mom, which made me laugh against my I very wish. Well. Yeah. Oh my God. Speaking of which, how, how, what happened in the last twelve hours with your mom? Anything exciting? Now that um, she lives with you. Well, we had this. Uh, we had a discussion. 
Jackie, I need your full attention. <laughs> I was looking at Leah's website. Hi, I'm right here. You, you are a con- fucking you asshole. Want, you I'm right California here. Consciousness from and me. you're Is looking you at it, a different LK's website. <laughs> How dare you? It's an outrage. I'm going to storm out of here right now. You are. <laughs> well, uh, so we had a blow up over the weekend. Sure. My mom and I. Why not? And then I said, I, I, I was like, you know, I react like a 14-year-old. Like I, if well, you, you were, because you turned back into the child. Yes. If you were to look at our interactions uh, without Who's context, she'd be like, that, that woman is a bitch to, about, about me. Okay, to that you are old not lady. the hero of that story. Fair no, enough. not at all. So I, I, I'm like, all right, I got it. So I went in, I talked to her, and I said, you know, I'm a very solitary person, and I'm used to having the weekends to myself to recharge and you're always here and you're always sitting in my chair and you're always watching animal shows. Like I, ca- I came home three different times on Saturday and there were different animals. There's crocodiles when I come home one time and then there's wildebeest. It's like I'm fucking tight. And then, and yet the neighbor's cat walks in the house and she's like, get it out. Like, Oh okay. my God. Oh, TV should, <laughs> animals should only be on television. Two dimensional um, animals only please. Yeah. So I told her I just need, I need all, a zone, a privacy. And, oh, right. And and you and you can't always be sitting in my beloved Chase cha- chair when I come home. I need to sit on my chair sometimes. Okay. And she kind of understood that. Oh, good. It was the first time I had explained my feelings to my mom instead of just being angry with her, Look which at was the almost like a breakthrough. This is yeah. a, this is amazing. You guys are this is you guys are going to start a podcast. No, you and your mom. But are just here's gonna, the, yeah. but it's like I get home. Here's what I, I like. My mom. Uh, you know, my son wants me to look at a picture he drew, yeah. right? And my mom wants to tell me about a spot she got out someplace. <laughs> like she's, it's clothing spot, and she'll tell me oh, what not she a stand used. up spot. I was like, is your mom doing stand up? No. What the hell happened? <laughs> <laughs> no, we're both obsessed with spots. Okay, but her oh, any sort of stains, any, any kind sort of stain, okay, any sort any of mark. blemish, yeah, okay. And um, and, and she, she's she's is she good getting rid of them? She's a fucking ninja, and she does my laundry. Like, there's so many. Offsets that are making this work for me. Okay, like I haven't, there I haven't go. done laundry in a week and a half. That's kind of sweet. It's awesome. Yeah, and my shit is folded. Oh my know? god! And I, I say you don't put it in the drawers. I'll put my things in my drawers. There's things yeah. in my drawers I don't want you to find. Yeah, you don't need to see that thing. Yeah, yeah. No one wants to see that. Those your rosary. <laughs> <laughs> That's what the kids call Actually, anal beads, you guys. Uh, I'm masturbate here with a crucifix. <laughs> but the one of the Armenian ones that has a cool knobby stuff on the end. Hey, I'm here all week, ladies and germs. <laughs> oh my god, it's been a long day, you guys. Um, so, I went and saw Legos today. Um, uh, I really interrupt. I'm so sorry to no, take it back. No, please, that's an important <laughs> statement. I went and saw Legos in the middle of a botanical garden south of the airport. There's a botanical garden that has uh, Lego hummingbirds. Your mom would love them because they're inanimate. And, uh, and I want to be in a corner right now <laughs> under covers. Wait, you should be in your 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 chair. <sighs> okay, I'm is it a nice chair. chair? It's fucking amazing. Are you going to have to get a second chair so that she has somewhere to sit? No, she just kind of knows to stay in her room on Sundays. <laughs> okay. I fucking tricked out her room. I'm like, what? Do you, why are you out here? You, I, I put sh- your room's got a TV in it, and it, I does it have its closet. own bathroom? And no, there's that's- oh no no, we share one bathroom. It's three okay. asses sharing one bathroom, <laughs> right. and one of the asses has chronic diarrhea. 
And is she it not always yours. No, she's always okay. trying to tinker with her pills. So she's she tries to go off the diarrhea meds and it doesn't work. <laughs> Those diarrhea meds really do the job. You know what? I, I, I've always enjoyed people tinkering with the meds that the government just, has given them. And that's what I think of as doctors. Yeah, your doctor, just do the what your doc- doctor told you. Just do you. what your doctors. But the worst is, is people who have like antidepressant meds. Yeah. And anti-anxiety meds right. going, I, you know what? I've been feeling really good. I'm only going to take a half a thing. That's got to like, be tempting, though. Because when you do, you must start feeling better. And then you're like, I don't need this shit. Right? right. Well, that's exactly what it is. And you're like, there's a reason you're feeling good. You're feeling good because of the meds. And they're like, yeah, but I want to get a heart on. Or I want to I wanna uh, feel joy again. and uh, I, Or whatever <laughs> whatever the thing, that the side effect that you're like, I want to. Yeah. But no, in no other drugs... I mean, this is the first I've heard this diarrhea business. <laughs> it's the first time I've heard other people going, I'm only going to use half the antibiotics that were given yeah. to me. She might be I trying mean, to save money or something like that. But it's um, it's well, that's nice of her. Does she cook? I'm like, too, I'll or? chip in. Does she cook? She does cook. That's been pretty nice, too, I bet. Yeah. Right? Has she been making the foods of your childhood? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> meatloaf. <laughs> Did she make a, a decent meatloaf? Uh, she didn't make a meatloaf. Oh, she never uh, made a meatloaf. No. Oh, she made a long time ago. But she, yeah, she's been kind of cooking. She's getting her bearings, you know. Yeah, it's only been like a week. It's right? been like a week and a week and a half. And a half. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So you got to give her a give her a minute. Yeah, it's uh, yeah. So I'm going to Canada for two weeks, right? And I made a decision not to come back between the two gigs, right? So I'm going to go to Toronto for three or four days, mm-hmm. and then there's three, there's four days where there's nothing. Right. So we were talking about maybe me going to New York. Right. Well, the guy in Toronto is, he's like, I think I got you a gig right outside of Niagara Falls, a one-nighter. Oh, that's good. And uh, and I might have another one in Buffalo. And then I'm going uh, uh, to talk to maybe them doing an off night, like maybe the uh, the Monday and the Tuesday at, in oh, Buffalo. Oh, that's great. And, and I was like, yeah. And he said, we can at least cover your hotel. And I was like. Yeah, and I get to do stand-up. Because I assume that the open mics in Toronto are on Sunday, Monday, and Tuesday. Because mm-hmm. that's when they are in every other city in the sure. world. So um, so at least I'll get to do that. Yeah, that's cool. Now, can I offer this? that I've done yeah. this sometimes. Is um, If you have a couple days off, you just go someplace cool and chill out. You know, like get an Airbnb oh, wow. uh, in some wild place. In the middle of nowhere? Relax. Yeah. Come you, on. Yeah. Weird. And just write or read. I do have like totally a- detox in a an Airbnb or, or a bed and breakfast or something like that. Okay, maybe get away from comedy. Get away from everything. No, no. I'd, I've I've been away from get comedy. away from my mother. It's been I'm sorry. I'm projecting. <laughs> I'm projecting a lot onto you. Three points, Lori Kilmartin. <laughs> well played. So, yeah, I'm. Uh, I am. I am. I have already gotten at least one email from a guy who's like, "I'm really into board games. Can I do a dork forest while you're there?" And I've is had that, another is one. That good news. It's okay. It's. I mean, I, I could bring. A, I could bring my my portable kit. Right. And knock out a couple of dork forests. I had another guy who emailed me and said, "So do you play? I heard that you play Magic the Gathering. Well, uh, you're opening for Maria in Phoenix, and in um, you play Irvine. Magic what? The Gathering. It's a card game. It's oh, like okay. Pokemon okay. or Yu Gi Oh. Okay. Um. So it's a. It's a. It's a it's a, like a board game, but with cards. Okay. Anyway, uh, it's a card game. Yeah. And uh, so uh, I do play Magic the Gathering, but I don't uh, play it well. Mm-hmm. And anyone who is reaching you know out what? to play. That's, I'm glad you don't play it well because you're a grown up. <laughs> 
Are you re- you want to talk about grown up things? What do you What do you read? What are you reading these days? You reading anything good? You yes. learning anything? I'm reading. I'm reading novels. Oh, are you re- fiction? Yes. You're doing art. What are you reading? Um, I, I am reading a, a fourth book. This Irish novelist has written. Oh. Uh, his name is Sebastian Barry. And they're uh, all. All of them are set. They kind of start during the uh, Ireland Civil War in the 1920s. Oh wow! After Michael Collins uh, signed a peace treaty with England, and they separated mm-hmm. Northern Ireland from Southern Ireland, there was a lot of people in Ireland didn't want the separation. They didn't agree with the treaty. Okay. And so there was a there was a civil war between pro treaty and anti treaty. Just in Northern Ireland. Just in Southern Ireland. Just in Southern. And so Ireland. it's like Catholics killing Catholics. It's civil Catholic war. On Catholic crime. Yeah, it's beyond. It's beyond Catholic. And Protestant. Wow. It's like Collins was a traitor and the other leader, Eamon de Valera, who stayed back, you know, kind of, he may have set him up and stuff. But uh, so all these novels are kind of set in this time. And right. I've become super interested in Ireland having yeah. gone there and, and stuff. So that's what I'm reading. I, I, rec- I recommend them all. And there's four of them. Are they in a series or are they all separate? They're separate. They some of them have the same family members. Okay. And so like, uh, there's one book called Annie Dunn. That was the first one I read, and it mm-hmm. was like astonishing. This guy writes prose like it's poetry. Every sentence you you kind of like you can't just sprint through it. You kind of go. Fuck. Is it dense? It's not dense. It's just perfect. Okay. And you almost just want to appreciate. How it's well how crafted. minimalist it is, and yeah. how like how, how much emotion he says with six words. You right. know, it, it's 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 pretty amazing. Um, and so, so the whole the whole book is about this woman named Annie Dunn. And then there's another book about her brother, where he briefly mentions her, and I'm like, that's fucking Annie. I know her. <laughs> you know, yeah, it's great. That yeah. is that. Uh, yeah, I love incredibly well written books. They're sort of. Sometimes if they're a little too well written, I like to listen to them uh, on Audible. I should do that. I should because listen to these ones. It's I just read, the, read. the the sing song comes through. You can. Yeah. It's like it's like it's like any spoken word thing. Then yeah. where someone is reading it to you and you can hear, you can Im- immerse yourself in it. Someone recommended. You remember last episode? Uh, I was talking about Steve Martin, then listening to three albums. Yeah, and liking the albums, but yeah. not. Not being blown away. Not right. thinking to myself, oh, comedy. It's yeah. just comedy. Somebody recommended that I just, uh, that I listen to his books, that he reads his own books. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I bet you his books are amazing when yeah. he reads them. Because they're a lot smarter than his stand-up. His stand-up is silly, good times, and it, it's not dumb. He's by playing any- to the back of the room, and the back of the room, it's like a coliseum, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Right, right, the room is too big. Yeah. And uh, so I think that, that's why I might get, uh, I might get a new Audible book. I am in, I'm, I'm in the middle of um, 1776 by David McCullough, which oh, is, cool. uh, it's about the, the year 1776. It isn't about the entire Revolutionary War. I thought it was going to be, but it's it is not. all the shit that went down in 76. Everything that de- went down in 76, man, it was crazyville. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, no, but uh, it's weird. But it, it spun off of, uh, you know, the thing we're not talking about. Hamilton. Oh. Anyway, so <laughs> I'll be over here. Christ, you <laughs> fucking bitch. You, I will just sneak in Hamilton. It in. I will sneak it in. That's you, you didn't even give a shit what I read. You're like, I can't wait to get to my reference. <laughs> oh, look at her oh, talk no. about her dumb Irish novelist. No, like, it's no, a real question. I was excited about it. Did you ever read James Joyce? I, I mean, tried, you... and I, I'm trying to read um, The Dubliners. Ugh, I have Christ. a book with really tiny Exhausting. font. Um, yeah. That I yeah I got it yeah I got to read I I got to yeah yeah it's it's part of the it's your people you got to get to it I know you got to get on it I know but uh, it is 
It's okay. I read it. It's all part of this dream life I have where I don't have a child and I don't have any obligations. (laughs) And uh, And you just do stand up and then you get to read fiction. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) For some reason, I think that that's what my life would be like in 10 years. That's what your life should be like. fiction. Just Luxembourg, man. Just you and Luxembourg looking at architecture and reading. Sure. Why not? Get a chalet. Castle gigs later that night. (laughs) Castle gigs are going to. I'm working the kitchen. (laughs) And uh, I. I, I do read a fair amount on the road. It's kind of nice. I used to watch more shitty television in the afternoon. Yeah. But now I just bring novels and I just end up just Why? reading. Yeah. And there's like uh, there's no point in watching shitty television because there's so much great television. There's so, so much great you television. You can't really hate watch anymore. That joy. It's been taken away from us. And in, in, in hotel rooms, the saddest part is that you can't control. There's no DVR. You can't say, oh, I've always wanted to watch this. And I tried to take uh, Google Chrome. I tried to take Chromecast with mm-hmm. me. And you can't install Chromecast on uh, hotel. What about your laptop? Um, I you have, a, watch I have an iPad and, and I oh. have a tiny laptop. I don't yeah. like to watch it on the laptop. But I, but I could do it. I have all the things. So I could watch other things, but I haven't. Do you ever, um, this is a topic change. Please. Um, <laughs> do you ever uh, find out you have a gig uh, on Twitter that night? They had no idea. Yeah. Con- I, I, my- not, in, not in a while, but ha- did you get this? Yeah. Sometimes I fuck up my calendar or mm-hmm. I, I forget to log one in. and uh, like, All of oh, a sudden shit. you're announced. No, but, you know, mom, do you have a show tonight? No, honey. I'm, I'm going to be home. Yay. Cut to... <laughs> <laughs> Honey, uh, I gotta. No, not even saying anything. I just don't show up that night. <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> and, this, and my beloved babysitter puts him to bed. And oh, uh, again, I again disappoint my son. <laughs> um, no, my first a first date with my now ex boyfriend, which mm-hmm. I'm sure this contributed to, because I, I we had a date on uh, Friday night, and then Friday afternoon I got a tweet promoting right. a gig, and I'm like, oh fuck, you know, should I? Should I cancel the date? That was yeah. my only. <laughs> I told that's your go-to. Yeah, not the gig. No fucking way. Um, but I, we oh, had dinner, so and funny. then he went to a show. Which again, you never expose a guy to your act too on soon. The fir- oh yeah, too, too soon. Damn soon. I I know I know comics who take like their Tinder dates or their Match.com dates first greeting, N- first time Tinder. Is- Tinder is so casual, though. I think that's almost okay with Tinder. Oh, yeah? But if you're going for, like, a relationship... Right. I, I suppose if it's just a hookup, you could say, well, let's meet over here, watch a couple of comics, yeah. and then go fact, do it. I'll do my chunk on oral, and you can hear how I like it. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's handy. That is. It's informative. <laughs> and uh, But but I it is weird that, like, you, you talk to... you For these guy comics to tell me that... They're like, so I met her on Match, and so we're we're meeting for the first time. I've been talking to her for a couple of months, or a couple of weeks, or a couple. Of, how, I don't know how long it takes to talk to somebody anymore on the internet, two, and then all two of a messages sudden, back and forth, two messages back and forth, an email, and then you talk on the phone. Yeah, and then he's like, so we're going to go to a comedy show tonight. And I was like, that's going to be your first meet and greet. Is her seeing guys working their jerky, whatever Dude, everybody's working on their about male comics and women. It's a totally different combo than female comics and men. It's it's not the same, remotely the same. Because they can just introduce anybody to anything in the world? Because of the way men and women are. Because I, 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 of the way men are. Because I, if I bring a guy to a date, yeah. I mean a, a, a show, show, 
they're like, oh my god, and you know, I mean, I I bring all my history on stage. I t- like, right. I don't, it doesn't occur to me what I'm talking about because I'm like, oh, that's that's, that's chunk, a chunk I got to work that's on. That's chunk 16A. <laughs> like, I forget that it's about you know my Anything. boyfriend's big day or whatever. <laughs> It could be your right. Only when I'm saying it, I'm like, oh, this might not be one for a first date to hear. (laughs) You know, but (laughs) this is about my antisocial behavior forever. Oh, they don't want to hear this. Yeah. So, uh, but guys don't care. Is what you're saying? No, I'm saying guys do care, and they're horrified in the audience. Right, but guys who bring their women. Oh, male comics that yeah, bring women. Yeah, male comics who bring who bring. I think women are a lot more forgiving of stuff, and I think like, women are more oh, he's like vulnerable. he's an artist. He's a yes, <laughs> yeah. Guys don't let. Oh, she's an artist. Yeah, you never hear a guy say that excitedly. You know what's weird is Andy and I had been. <laughs> they, you're they dating hear, the wrong men. Oh, she's a homemaker. <laughs> oh, she can cook. That's what they. That's what they say with that voice. They never go. Oh, well, she's a comedian. God. Like, I almost shouldn't say anything for about six weeks until I really hook them with my sparkling personality. (laughs) (laughs) Did you ever hear Maria talk about when she was in the Hooskow? She she went to the mental. Yeah. She went to the mental joint. And she was getting uh, her one of her check-ins with the, the doc, with one of the psychiatrists. And he's on his iPad. And she thinks he's just taking notes about the her her psych problems because she's yeah. telling him the tale, and all of a sudden she hears her own voice from the iPad. He's looked her up and is oh, playing one God. of her videos, and she's like, "What are you? What are you doing?" He said, "Oh, you said you were a comedian, so I thought I'd look you up." Wow. And she's like, first of all, she's sobbing. You know, she wants to kill herself. She's in the fucking Hooskow, and this guy just looked her up on her, her check-in, and. She's like, could you, could you turn that, could you turn that off? And yeah, he's like, well, I thought maybe you were lying or something. Maybe you were delusional. And she tells us as a joke because she's like, I don't think it's delusional in in Los Angeles to claim to be a stand-up comic. <laughs> it's uh, it's not like I said I was Richard Pryor. <laughs> also, I don't want to hear my act when I'm in a good mood. <laughs> right? But please if don't I'm play being my act into a hospital for depression. That's the last thing I want to hear is my could fucking act. Could you run my? Could you run my? I I was home all last. And summer. then it's like, wait, wait, yeah. what set are you seeing? Oh, that's not a good one. Scroll down. <laughs> Scroll down. Look at my Conan. Look at my Conan. Don't watch my Kimmel. Yeah, you don't want to see that. It's a last summer. I was I was home. I was in L.A. for so long, mm-hmm. and all I did was write. And it was great. And all I did was work on new stuff. And then I went on the road in September, and I had forgotten my act. I had to listen to my own albums. I did. I've done that too. It's, it was exhausting. It's so depressing. You're just like, oh, I get it. One I see time, what I'm doing here. I was working at. Uh, I was headlining, and this is. Oh, I had moved to New York, and so I was doing twelve minute sets. Max constantly everywhere, yeah. but I had been been on the road for so long that I'm like, oh, of course I have this muscle. Sure. So I'm headlining in Akron, and the feature act is Kathleen Dunbar. Do you know her? Nope, not really offhand. I've met funny, her, but yeah, really strong. And she she lives in Vegas now, and um, and the the MC I won't say her her name because she wasn't great. What not only was she wasn't great, but she booked one nighters around, and we ended up. It was that was one of the few falling outs I've had with somebody. Oh right, um, because I think yeah, she said cunt in the MC spot. She opened saying cunt. Yeah, you gotta you gotta know what you're what's following, folks. Yeah, yeah. and it was real real hacky shit and yeah. cunt. It wasn't a great cunt joke. Right. No, oh, that's no, unfortunate. No. And then Kathleen went up and killed. Right. Kathleen, very funny. And then I was like, I was, I was. I was I was on stage 
not knowing the end of a joke I was telling and hoping my mouth just made the right sounds. (laughs) I have been there. And like, I think, you know, it was kind of, it was, it was like a B minus set. Now. And then after that, I I was like, I went home and I went back to the hotel and I stood, not the hotel. What the fuck am I thinking? It's, it's hilarities. I went to the back of the the comedy club where you stay in the back of the uh, clarities was this club. It burned down. Thank God. It sounds horrible. <laughs> you know what? The list of potential suspects <laughs> is every single comedian in America. Who was ever forced to live in the back of the club? They, yeah. The, the, the back of the club, which I'm, I'm sure was like a storage area or something, yeah. is where they, they threw some beds like and put the cut, comedians. Cut, all of them? Yes. Dude. Yes. Once I stayed with Lawrence Taylor and his wife. Uh, and his Lawrence wife. Thomas and his wife. Oh, my God. And their dog. And... uh Oh, I don't the mind dog the dog. Is perfect. The dog is actually the dog. makes it. The okay. dog actually helps the whole situation. Yeah. So that's a buffer. Yeah, yeah. That's so, like inviting your friend over to Thanksgiving. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah, it was a good dog. Zoe, the dog's name. <laughs> the fact you remember the dog's name, but you forgot the guy's name. Lawrence Thomas. <laughs> Until you I, said it the second time. I think time. I said yeah. Taylor. I think yeah, I named first. a football player and so <laughs> comedian. Wow. Um, so it's just and it was it one room. Uh, One big room, or was it several storage rooms? They had taken, made cinder block walls so that were several. But the whole thing was a horrible fire trap, and just a just a death trap waiting to happen. Yes, yeah. So uh, anyway, that was the club we were staying at, or I was staying at, and uh, um, and it used to be a strip club. So. So the stage, it was like a long um, strip club sort of stage oh, that was extended the long out. Room. Oh, oh, the oh, the stage came out yeah, into the middle. And so that's where the comic was, and there were like people kind of behind you, and boo. Uh, yeah, it was all boo all around. Yeah, uh, but then I was then I was weak, kind of weak on stage, and I and that was my fault. Like I right, because you weren't pre- prepared. Yeah, yeah, and I had cockily thought, ah, fuck, and I know this shit. I don't need to go over it. Right, you know. And I but did. I prefer arrogant to smug. I will always prefer arrogant. To smug, like, well, you know, then you prefer me to <laughs> everybody. Any number of comics <laughs> who are just like, no, I can do this, and then they're like, mm, and I get carried off stage every night, and you're like, oh, <laughs> Jesus H. Yeah. Anyway, so wow, that sounds like a disaster. I've have you been to a lot of strip clubs? Have you ever done uh, been to? Bless I've you. been to a few. Yeah, because yes. you end up you end up hanging out with comics, and comics yeah. are like, we're going to the strip club. Do you want to come? And I'm like. Sure. Yeah. And uh, don't you want to go out to breakfast? No? You know? Later. Okay. So there Wait, was... Wait, breakfast with the strippers? No, no. Well, like, like if you end up partying with the other comics and yeah. the staff until like four. Yeah. And then you go to a 24-hour place to have breakfast. Don't you? I never did a party. I know. Okay. I never I, did that. I used to never not drink. And yeah. then I had to stop drinking because <laughs> I never not drank. And so <laughs> I did more of that. But mm-hmm. there was a club in Minneapolis... Um, it was called Jokeses with a lot of X's. Oh my god! <laughs> and it was still uh, not as bad as Sir Laughs a Lot. Yuck! Oh, the Comedy Castle, Sir Laughs a Lot. That was in Milwaukee, wasn't it? I don't know. And uh, whatever. I remember but, seeing it in that comedy guide that somebody put out I in the late that early nineties. Yeah, and where you sent VHS tapes, everyone listed. You know, yeah, that was a booker. That was yeah. it. And he had stacks and stacks of VHS tapes, and mm-hmm. uh, and yeah. Anyway, so. Uh, but there was a, it was a comedy club above of a, a fancy strip club. Yeah, it had one of those. There was okay, so it was a it was a fancy it was chandeliers and all this stuff, and there was a dancer on the big. So stage. it was a strip club or was it a an Armenian single family home? <laughs> <laughs> 
because of the chandelier. Yeah. Uh, there's there's nothing like the decorations of a new immigrant. Let me just <laughs> there say really that. Isn't. I used to go out the Russian you, guy. There is really nothing. When, when, when they've stolen enough money to really make it right <laughs> on their way out of town. I, yeah. I did, when I did Iraq, yeah. I got we stayed in... Uh, Saddam Hussein's guest house. I've stayed in Saddam Hussein's places too. Did you? Okay. Yeah. And it was both amazing, real mosaics and yeah. beautiful wainscoting and all these great things. And then plastic chandeliers and bullshit. It was like marble uh, and marble. It was marble. marble. There was marble and then fake gold uh, fittings. So it was like they ran out of, it would be like if you had <laughs> given my grandmother a billion dollars and she was like, let's make it nice. Well, it, it, no. it, it was started by Saddam and finished by Uday. <laughs> and that's where they went to fake gold. Yes, it was grim. But, um, but this place, it was, I had never, I had only been to like, um, it was called, um, it was buns and bow ties was the name of the, the male one. Right. And then across from it was like uh, corsets and, and snacks. Cons? I have no oh, idea okay. what the fuck it was called. Okay. I have no idea. But it's the, the girl one is still there and they're both right. dirt baggy. Woo. <laughs> and uh, so, but the other one was fancy and jokes was upstairs from this. And I had, that was my first strip club I had ever been to before. Yeah. And it was fancy because it had that long, that long walkway, yeah, and at the end of it there was a cage, and there was a way to. Oh, is that that that's why it's fancy? It was well, there was a cage where you could like kind of dance in the if you okay. if you were a dancer, right? But they had comedy there in the cage in the cage, like next to the cage. Okay. They didn't break down the that fucking cage. That would be cage. amazing to have comedy in a strip club cage. It would have been. It would be very Blues Brothers, and then people could whip beers at you, and you just get you wouldn't get any glass. But what if you would, and then you could also get feedback from Tommy afterwards. <laughs> I really liked your cage work. Oh my god! I, you know what we just saw there is what? how you used to wrap it in with a lot of callbacks. Oh yeah, just you just load up all the callbacks I and. Do. Do, 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 I fucking love a call. It's, it's a, a free laugh. It is. a Why free laugh. would you turn down a free laugh? Why would you leave money on the table? Lori? Exactly. Come on. Why would you do that? That's what my dad would tell you. <laughs> and uh, so, I'll tell you why. Because uh, it's it's over. The callback is over. I might bring it back, and I might call it back ten episodes from now. <laughs> All right, you do it. I think we have devoted listeners. I'll know. <laughs> we do already have devoted listeners. It's uh, um, were you on a story that was leading someplace? Nope, nope. It was just about it was just about strip clubs. Oh, probably, probably like nine stories ago. It was it was hanging out with so many guy comics and being dragged oh, yeah. to like strip clubs and being forced to watch lesbian porn yeah just because everyone's sitting around and they're like mm, Cation's here she's the only woman we're gonna put in lesbian porn i'm right. like i'm exhausted i used, I used um, to do a joke where I, i'd say you start acting like you know i hang i'm, I'm you try to be one of the boys man yeah and uh, I would go to strip clubs you know and i was getting a lap dance and then next thing you know we're raping this girl <laughs> and uh it, you know see that's just good rape comedy right it there. never that's good stuff that's it, funny it either got a good laugh yep. or it got no laugh and then I had to dig my way out of it. So then I was like, I just let it go. There's some jokes you're like, ah, oh, that was a fun one to perform for three months. I gave it every fucking possible Gotta opportunity. Gotta let it go. Gotta let it go. Yeah. And, I, and then to order or to make it amenable to an audience, you have to you have to lighten it up so much that it's not fun. Right. You know? Yeah, yeah. If you got to massage it into something acceptable, it's brutal. Yeah. What is... What I don't like sometimes about doing the road a lot is mm-hmm. you end up hanging out with so many guys and so many, so many different towns. If you if I if I do the road yeah. too much, I get hard. 
and I get like uh, kind of stevedore-ish, you know. I get like kind of like fucking a. Whoa, let me look that one up. Just, well, I get kind of, I get, I get super butch, and I just sort of like you, fuck you, you know. And I'm just like, you know, nobody wants. Yeah, I don't even want to hang out with that woman. Yeah, <laughs> I don't want to hang out with that woman. I would like, and when I spend a lot of time in Los Angeles or New York or or if if I, you know, I don't know, there was I don't know, 15 years ago, I would I would spend six weeks in Minneapolis and then just do one nighters out of it mm-hmm. and do a lot of sort of acne open mics and hang out with those guys i get i get a little softer and my my writing changes and i write more interesting material if i'm on the road a lot i tend to write more bullety kind of no my vagina is a chinese finger trap you know yeah or some right right thing. right it's like nobody wants to and those aren't bad jokes they're just they're just i i like a i like a nice little more me. nuance yeah I, yeah I i want more in my tool bag than just i can shut up a crowd in nebraska <laughs> I want more in my tool bag than I can. What if that's your epitaph? What's, what's <laughs> on my head? Shut up crowds in Nebraska. Yeah. She, she can Jackie hold the Cation. attention of uh, a sports bar in Boise. <laughs> and I was like, that isn't my dream gig. That isn't, I, I don't know. I don't really have a it's dream not, gig. It, it is, but it's it's nice to know you can do it if you have to. It's true. Like I, That's it's one a skill. thing I didn't like about the alt scene was that it it seemed like the audience was cherry picked and it was all precious flowers entertaining each other, you know? Right. And I do, and I respected well, but, I'll, but so they I'm, also, I'm, they also give themselves a lot of room to experiment on stage yes. in a way that you can't do when you're at uh, Chilkoot Charlie's in Alaska. Right. Right. And, and you're, and you got yeah. a rapid fire to keep their attention yeah. and it was nurturing and good, but there are goonies. There were goonies in that alt scene initially anyway, sure. who were just like, if anyone got up with a real joke, they would judge. Right. And it wasn't cool. Yeah. Because you know what? Real jokes are real jokes and and they're it doesn't it doesn't matter. I mean, yeah, it's it's weird how it's there's always this desire to not be a comic or not be like within comedy, like to get away from comedy. <laughs> right. <laughs> you remember know? when it, you couldn't call it an art? Do you remember that? Back, I, I back never, in the early night early 90s well, I, you couldn't I, call it I remember. I no, I remember not thinking it was like art seemed like plus it was a word that Madonna used to describe herself. Remember she called herself <laughs> no. an artist and you're like, wait a minute. I don't think so. Yeah. Like, and you, so you I just up. sort of stayed away from that word because unless well, it, you were an actual drawer painter, I was yes. like, that's an artist. That's a, well, and, and it was this thing. I, I, I remember because it was, Oh, that guy thinks he's an artist. Oh, about, you know, like Andy Kaufman yeah. or, or any of these guys who were trying to do something else. Yeah. And I remember, it was like the merch conversation we had. I remember just embracing all of it and going, yeah, yeah there's there's a skill set to it. And some of it is done in an, in a beautiful way that makes it art. Yeah. You know, when you watch someone write it, when I watch Maria Bamford write a new joke. Yeah. Uh, you're watching a painter. Yeah. You're watching totally. somebody create something out of nothing. Yeah. So that is art. Yeah. And um, whether, but I, you know, I let me backtrack and ask you, are there any dream gigs? You got any dream road gigs that I want to do one yeah. day? Besides Luxembourg and Paris, I want to. I want to open for Russell Peters in Dubai. Do you really? Yeah. Holy shit! Just based on Greg Rogel's Facebook post, I'm like, oh, that is a sweet gig. <laughs> that looks what? awesome. What? I don't know Greg either. Um, He's a really funny New York comic. Oh, that's awesome! Yeah. And, and so, and he, what was the Dubai gig? I don't. It was all I saw was luxury, nonstop, and giant crowds. <laughs> and I'm like, that would be fun. Yeah. Yeah, and it's probably a, a business class flight. Oh yeah, it's going to be sweet. You know how yeah. long it takes you to get re- used to the Ritz? 
Just once. <laughs> just once, and then all of a sudden you're like, no, I deserve this. I deserve this. This is important to me. I know. And, when, uh, when we, t- we <laughs> went to Qatar, yeah. um, we flew business class on Emirates, <laughs> and it's astonishing. Like, yeah. I, I'm fine with my life, you know, like my whatever my financial, what my life, but I'm like, oh, this is like real. This is wealth. It's different right. from doing okay right right when you're doing fine it's amazing because you know you're doing fine i'm doing fine it's not uh but there's there's a one percent thing that comes in where you actually can almost see it like when you when when i when i when i went to iraq and i saw his stuff the hussein's uh saddam hussein stuff i was like oh that's what serious disposable income looks like that's like too much oprah money that's like crazy ass weird and I don't necessarily ever want. I don't. Necess- I don't know what I would do with that. I would have to give it away. Or yeah, give it out away. It'd be fun to give away, though. It would be. It'd be fun to get a lot of money to give away. Would you do anything like if you had Oprah money? What would you do with it? I would give it away. To who? Because I think it's. Uh, you got any dreams? I, I would start. I would uh, this start is what a comedy I would think club. If I was <laughs> <laughs> spots seven nights a week. Sweet, sweet spots. I you just, just won the lottery. Exactly. You're just handing people thousand dollar bills. Going, can I get up? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, you can. No, I would, I would just start a, a Gmail account called a pow, like Powerball Lady. That's what I thought if I won that billion dollar one. Yeah, that was just and people would I just say email me, tell me your tale, and yeah. Oh wow, I might write you a check. I might write you a check. Yeah, that's awesome. There was a there was I think it was a Gregory Peck movie. What it was really? A Frank Capra. It was he won. Uh, he inherited a bunch of money. I think it was John Doe or something like that. Yeah. Someone's yelling at their iPod right now. But he uh, he was first he, of all, no one but you has an iPod anymore. <laughs> it's an iPad <laughs> or an iPhone. If someone's yelling at their iPod. It's like get out of here. <laughs> You're might. from 1992. <laughs> <laughs> they might have those little ones, like when people run. No, when people Jackie. exercise. No, no one's exercising no. with their iPod either. No. Okay. I don't know what people are exercising with. I, I don't have any idea. I walked they're, today. They're exercising with their very handy giant six foot uh, <laughs> Android iPhone sixes. Yeah, iPhone six S, and they're and they're yeah. They're just like uh, they're just propping it up next to them like it's a billboard. Yeah. Okay, fair enough. Um, but uh, but it was an interesting. It was it was one of those Frank Capra movies that took place during the. Depression, and it mm-hmm. took place during the Depression because it was shot during the Depression. Jackie, mm-hmm. let's keep going. Anyway, uh, but it was uh, he inherited all this money, and so he just had far- people who had lost their farms just line up, and they called him crazy, and they wanted to put him away. And um, and then there was a love story. It was oh. nice. I think it you was Meet John Doe. Maybe I don't know what it was called. I'll check it out. Sure. Look for all of Capra's work, you guys. It was nice. And George Cukor. Anyway. Did he do Gone with the Wind? That was one of my favorite movies ever. You loved Gone with the Wind? Yeah, it was great. My mother loved it. I never... Um, I thought uh, 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 Vivian Lee gave a great comic performance. Really? Yeah, she's funny. Is she really funny? She's funny as Scarlett O'Hara, because it's it's such an unlikable character. Yeah. And she's really funny as her. Oh, that's hilarious! Yeah. Give it another, give it another try. You know, sometimes Especially the opening scene where she's sitting and with the boys, you know, with yeah. the, the, the twins that are trying to bang her. Yeah, yeah. And Check she's it out. just she's, she's just being Scarlet. She's just being juggling, juggling their, yeah, yeah. their love. Yeah, easily. Okay. Oh, that's yeah. interesting. The Tarleton, I think it's the Tarleton twins, if I remember. I'm correctly. gonna, I'm definitely gonna check that out because you know I'm always looking for tips <laughs> on how to handle the fellas <laughs> and. Uh, I almost thought of something different to say. Hey, we hired a new a new writer at Conan. Yeah, 
and a new is mom she life great? writer. Yeah, her name is Leah Krinsky. Leah Krinsky. And she's awesome. There's another woman writing on late night. Yeah. You gotta love that. Yeah. That's and awesome. She's, she's very experienced. She's like our age. She was on Dennis Miller. She was on um Bill Maher. She's really funny. So she's age appropriate. Yes. And uh good at her work. Good at her and, job. Um and now employed. Yeah. All the three things that people should be when they're 45, 50 years yeah, old, right? Yeah, they're kicking ass. Yeah, um, good. Yeah, but she 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 did the first abortion joke I ever saw in like a regular club where I was like, "Oh, that's how you do it." Oh. And it was some something like I'm going to yeah, I'm going to uh botch it up right now, but it's it was it was something like um you know, there's protesters outside of a Planned Parenthood, and this is like in ninety. <laughs> this is like in ninety two. Uh, so people still weren't happening. doing shit. Yeah, they weren't. Comics weren't really talking about it. No, no, it was, it was early. That's and she's like, she's like, I was so pissed off. I, uh, I went inside. had an, I had an abortion, and I wasn't even pregnant. Mm. And I think I, a great people line. have done versions of that yeah, since yeah. then. But she was the first one I saw do it, and she did it like in San Leandro, which is Sons of Anarchy town. If anyone <laughs> watches. <laughs> and they, people were like, ah, oh, they loved it. And oh, I was like, was so great. oh, it's kind of this aggressive. You can do anything anywhere. Yeah. That's the proof. Yeah, it was you know? really cool. I'll and tell you. Then I started doing abortion jokes after that. She inspired me. And <laughs> then all these years later, we're working together. It's pretty cool. Oh, that is great. I did, um, I did a cunt joke in 1997. And it was, uh, the guy came up to me afterwards. He's dead now. Uh, the comic <laughs> Mike Veneman. Uh, do you oh, remember Mike I've Veneman? Heard, I don't know if I knew him. I know that name. Though. I was featuring, and uh, that's what you want—the feature to this do. This is the dead comic show. It's the dead- <laughs> bad news. There you go, and uh, the, <laughs> that's the name. But um, the he came up to me after my set, and he goes, "That's the one word you can't say." It was 1995, I think. And I said, it's the one word you can't say. You don't have that. (laughs) And and then the booker came up to me. I think it was Mueller, Ken Mueller. And he's like, oh, yeah. Because I guess Veneman narked on me. He fucking narked on me and and told Mueller that I had done a cunt joke. No. Yeah. So Mueller comes up. He's like, did you do a cunt joke? And I didn't he, even. He called. Wait, was he there at the gate? Yeah, it was I the Spaghetti was like... Works in uh, in in, uh, oh, in South Dakota. Sure. Anyway, so I like, I like how you you didn't want to say that for a really long time. <laughs> you remember the Spaghetti Works I do. gig? Yeah. So anyway, so but he that was his home. That was his home. He lived in that town in South. Why Dakota wouldn't you spaghetti. run a Spaghetti Works? Why would you leave <laughs> free South spaghetti? Why would you leave? The pasta was amazing. So whatever. But he comes up to me. After, and he had been running the rest of the restaurant or whatever. And he comes up, he says, did you really do a cunt joke? And I didn't even imagine I had come up in, you know, in some in such Huntsville, Wisconsin is where Huntsville, you're from, Wisconsin, where you could do any joke ever. And it was your job. <laughs> and if the audience didn't like it, they just did what, quite honestly, they did that night, which is not respond to it and right. not be excited about it. Yeah. And and I said, yeah, it didn't work. <laughs> and uh, and he was like, you can't say cunt in my room. And I was like, what? No? Why not? I was like, well, I mean, I'm, I'm going to keep writing. It's not a great joke. I don't care. I won't do it again. And he's like, yeah. And then he never booked me again. I he never had a lot of shitty gigs. I, I know he had some good. shitty one-nighters, and, uh, yeah. and I missed him. I missed him for you a know, year and a half. <laughs> but I, you know what I did? I went east. I mm. went east to other shitty gigs. I went yeah, Yoder. There's, way, I went, there's a lot of shitty one Because Mueller was west of Minneapolis. Yeah. I, I went uh, Yoder. Uh, Yoder. Yeah. I went east of Minneapolis. Did you ever do Tribble? I never did. Never made it that far west. Maybe one day we'll do a Tribble run together. Oh, Jesus. That would be hilarious. I got to meet him. 
Yeah. He gave me He's his a card. He's well, iconic. that's what I said. He it was too loud. He gave me his card because I was um it was some contest he was judging and I was doing the closing set during the judging. Yeah. And so he comes up to me and some this guy gives me his card and says, "I'm so I've never heard of you. You're really funny." And I was like, "I'm a well kept secret in show business, whoever <laughs> you are." And the guy hands me, and then he walks away, and I look at the card, and it says Dave Tribble, and I run him down, and I was like, "You're Dave Tribble?" And he goes, "Yeah." And I said, "Dude, you're a legend. <laughs> you're you're, you're a famous legend." And he was yeah. like, "That's where I meet people on the way up and on the way down." <laughs> And I was like, well, look for me in about 10 years, buddy. We are on the way down. Let's do it. <laughs> I say, it'll be like The Wrestler, and we'll, and we'll do a triple runs. That movie hurt to watch. It was so, oh, was I so couldn't, close. I couldn't see it. I turned it off. Is Chris Hardwick's doing a show oh, downstairs. Chris Hardwick's downstairs. He's doing beta test. I was hoping, actually, to do a work. Uh, are you going to try and a... fucking get on that set? Yeah. Oh, my Why God. Why not, right? Get on that stage. Uh, where are we at time-wise? Uh, we are at an hour. Well, that's kind oh, of exciting. Should. Yeah. We filled I it. I figured they started right at the hour. We filled it. Yeah, guys, we didn't have any crazy news stories about, you know. Anything, but we went to the vault. Yeah. We, we did something. We talked about some damn thing. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, um, I'm this, Jackie Cation. I'm Lurky Martin. This will come out a couple weeks after it's been recorded so we might obviously we're going to miss some good stories but we will hit them all next week so whoever's whoever's being accused of something (laughs) will be fucking on it the week after okay yeah so keep it in your pants gentlemen because we will be talking about you if you don't keep it together in the next three damn weeks (laughs) (laughs) all right i'm laurie kilmartin i'm jackie gation bye now leaving nerdist.com 